California will ban the use of four chemicals in foods linked to health problems. One of those chemicals is red dye number three, found in food items like purple and pink marshmallow peeps and the candy hot tamales. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. House Ways and Means Committee Republicans want to boost high-deductible health plans and the tax-free health savings accounts that come with them. But a package of bills the panel approved earlier this year and a floor vote on it is now on hold amid the absence of a permanent House Speaker. The legislation would allow the plans to cover telehealth and chronic care services pre-deductible and increase the amount of money people can contribute to health savings accounts. The Florida Department of Health has agreed to release data related to the COVID pandemic as part of a settlement agreement in a lawsuit filed by a former Orlando lawmaker, a government watchdog group, and a group of media outlets. The lawsuit was brought after the state's Department of Health in 2021 twice rejected the Orlando Democrats' request for detailed data related to COVID, which the agency had stopped providing about a year after the pandemic began. And, as Republicans point to European countries' policies to justify restricting gender-affirming care for minors in the U.S., the European approach seems to be more nuanced, tightening eligibility criteria instead of banning all such care. Reporter for the German newspaper Die Welt in Berlin and former Politico fellow Kaya Klapsa is here to explain how European countries view and regulate access. Thanks for having me. So you've been doing some reporting on the debate over gender-affirming care in Europe. Why are some U.S. Republicans pointing to Europe to defend new laws that restrict or ban transgender care for minors? Yeah, so some Republicans argue that even progressive Western European countries like France, UK or Sweden are now reversing course and limiting or banning gender affirming care for minors. So the Republicans basically use these countries to justify their own restrictions in more than 20 US states. And during my reporting, I took a closer look on those European countries and I found out that the situation is a bit different than the Republicans and also some like conservative and Christian media media outlets used to portray. So what did you find when you were looking at the different countries? What actually is the state of care for transgender people in Europe? So I think the most important difference in comparison to the US is that in Europe, there is no debate about should we provide gender affirming care for minors or should we stop it? So this is not the question. No country in Europe banned gender affirming care besides Russia. So the question is whether under which conditions do we provide care, which requirements should be fulfilled, how many doctors and different disciplines should be involved, how much mental support should be offered, at which age can children give informed consent? How do we make sure to have more research, more studies? So all those questions. And those questions mainly debated among doctors, among medical associations. And in some countries, those people issued new stricter guidelines, but mostly not a debate or an issue that is decided by the government. I'm interested in whether you can sort of break down further the differences between the countries, because as you know, Europe is a big continent. So I'd imagine that there would be some differences in the debate over gender affirming care between these countries. So what did you find when you were doing your analysis of this? 
Yeah, so as an example, I can tell you about the situation in two different European countries, which the Republicans are often citing. They mainly refer to the United Kingdom, where a very famous big gender clinic called Tavistock in London was closed last year. So the Republicans often say, have a look to London, even the UK stopped treating minors. But if you have a closer look, this is just like part of the story, because it's true that the National Health Service, the NHS, announced last year to stop treatments at this clinic because there were concerns that children were being referred too quickly. But at the same time, the NHS announced to open two new clinics across the country within the next six months. And those new clinics will work under stricter guidelines and will ensure that the, how they said it, holistic needs of patients are met. So like more mental health support, for example. And the Tavistock Clinic is actually still open. So the, the closure was delayed until next year, until the new clinics will open. So there is like no stop at all, just like new guidelines. So this is one example. Another country that Republicans are always referring to is Norway. Norway met headlines last year after an agency that is related to the government, but still independent, recommended defining gender-affirming care for minors as experimental, what would have made it very difficult for trans people to receive treatment. But what Republicans often don't say that those recommendations are like not binding at all and never have been implemented by the government. So the Norwegian Directorate of Health, how it's called, they're like deciding about guidelines. They didn't adopt them. So those recommendations never had a consequence. And instead, the current rules are, are maintained and they allow children to receive puberty blockers once puberty has started and to get hormone treatment starting at age 16 and even chest surgery can be approved in special cases. Interesting. I'm wondering too, this debate in the US is so highly politicized and so politically charged. Is the same true for Europe and why or why not? So it's not as politicized in Europe as it is in the US, that is for sure. And there are many countries where people never heard about gender-affirming care for minors, and I think they don't even know what puberty blockers or home and treatments really are. The reason for this is that many European conservative parties or like organizations, think tanks, are picking other topics to become more popular. In Europe, they are talking mainly about migration because we have a big refugee crisis right now going on. They are talking about measures by the government uh, for more climate protection, which are highly controversial. They are talking about the consequences of Russia's war in Ukraine. So like to say it in a simple way, they don't need a topic like transgender to raise a, an issue, become more popular. But I'm not sure if in a few years this will change because we saw in the past that many debates which are very heated in the US um, come to Europe a few years later. So this still might change in the future. It's just fascinating to hear how much of a difference there is between the U.S. and Europe on this issue. And thank you so much for being here today and for breaking this down for us. Thank you. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.